1: Hey, everybody, hope you had a terrific Christmas and are enjoying what's usually a pretty free or light week for everybody between Christmas and New Year's, right? It is. Yeah, there's Ramon Foster, 11 years starting NFL guard of your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Dan Kovachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And we are set for one heck of a show (laughs) in terms of content. Are you kidding me, Moan? Think about does days in, like, May and June were like going, ah, what do we talk about?
0: <laughs> no, we got everything right now. Uh, and DK is live. Man, I want to just be real immature and say a lot of stuff and act like we're we we do not have a show to do, but Cat Manada pretty much brought us to the, the new century, clearly, right? Yeah,
1: he sure did. It's all about Mason Rudolph. We have entered the Mason Rudolph era <laughs> of Pittsburgh football, and you know what. I don't care who laughs at that right now. I really don't because don't that's just he, – he earned it. He, he earned everything he's getting these last 72 hours.
0: And, man, can we – DK, like legitimately everything that he did was right in the moment. The stuff that he said, how he went about it, how, how, how visible he was as far as him being excited, the questions that you guys asked, the answers that he gave DK – and the one thing that I appreciate about everything, and hopefully we can keep going back to this too, is the chance. The questions about the chance. And any, any me, me personally, I'm going to be like, man, I can't really pay attention to that. I'm focused oh, on the no, game and I'm winning. No. And, man, I just want to win for the team. This ain't about me. Bull crap. Mason <laughs> went, nah, I enjoyed it. I heard it. I listened to them. It was, for for as professional of an answer that was, that was as big of a, man, let me, he he gets this, okay? All right, Justin, for the entire weekend. But he also dropped, he also dropped these on the table when he gave that answer, okay? That's a basketball, okay? He dropped them on the table and and was just like, yeah, y'all called my name. Y'all said, and he embraced the DK, As humble as people want athletes to be, I'm glad in that moment he gave a real aggressive answer. It was good to me, DK. Rudolph, with your throws so tight, won't you guide
1: my team tonight? I'm not above that sort of thing. (laughs) Let's ring that bell.
0: Let's ring that bell. Here we go. Smile like Mason did.
1: You know, of all the podcasts that are out there, and by that I don't mean podcasts of former Steelers or football players or whatever, of all the podcasts that are out there, this one just kills it with that theme. It just does with a pull and everything else. Here. Like, you know, the boss was assigned a task. Yeah. The boss. And, and she embraced it and really ran with it, too. It's like, yeah, what? well, what, is, what does he do? What would you say he does? Well, he's a blocker. What yeah. sound do
0: blockers make? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, DK. It's fitting. I'll be honest with you. Picking music like that, though, is one of the hardest things to do because it's so much to choose from, though, too. But this one was perfect. You're absolutely right, DK.
1: Dan Klimko. Get started. What I'm sure is going to be an entire day of this sort of thing. Says Kenny. Panic isn't it? Mason impressed by stepping up in the pocket. You know, Moan. Let's talk about just that component. One of the things. <laughs> That's a good name, right there. <laughs> because the, one of the things that 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 you've brought up throughout the season is that it's easier to block for a quarterback when you know where he is. Mm-hmm. No. Take me through what you saw in terms of the relationship between Mason Rudolph and his offensive lineman the other night.
0: Just look at the one sack that he gave up, if you can remember. He yeah, got in actually. the pocket, and then there was no reason for him to run left, if I'm mistaken. like I took- I, He just took that because Dan Moore didn't have any idea where he was going to be at, and Dan Moore was probably going to push him up and around because he knew where Mason was going to be, but Mason stepped up and over right into the sack. That tells you everything you need to know right there, DK. What what guys mean by that is defenders are fast. I don't think you understand how fast those big dudes are. In that moment right there, they can beat you inside or out or just run through you. But in that, I always have a counter unless I'm just getting bull rushed and fall on my back. A counter? Yes, you do. If they go inside, I'm moving with them inside to actively work against them. Okay. Okay, Okay? so if you work inside of me, I'm actually going to work inside of you to stop it. Or if I know my quarterback's in his position, I ain't got no problem with running you by. Now, according to the people that cover this stuff, that's going to be a pressure, but that's not a sack. And my quarterback also has the ability to stay up, maneuver around and make plays down the field. That's what it means by knowing where my quarterback is going to be at. So when you guys bring up the fact that Kenny did, I mean, not Kenny, uh, Mason did a really good job of stepping up in the pocket. Well, that's because he knew probably more than Mitch, probably more than Kenny, the pocket integrity stays there. There's going to be pressure that moves up in front of you. You just got to trust the actual pocket. So if you're here and you have the ability to step up, all the trash washes around you. It really is like a merry-go-round. And and there's a spindle in the middle of it. That's what you're asking for for a quarterback at times, D.K. Like, I love that people can go up and down and back and forth. Ben was good at it, too. But we had a feel for when, I guess, we knew Ben was going to move around. You know, certain rushes. Like, he would tell us. I need more time. Well, that probably means block your butt off until you know the ball is gone. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. That wasn't all that layered.
0: (laughs) No, it wasn't layered at all. It wasn't layered. What I
1: liked, what I liked in part, was look, the blocking is not always going to be there, and we've already established this is not the world's greatest offensive line. Facts. So, one of the other things that Mason had to do, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but hear it out. I felt like over the course of that game, he trusted the officiating to take care of him in part. There was one play in particular where the Bengals, I think it was Trey Hendrickson, got free on the left side. Yeah. So he's coming right at Mason. I mean right at him. This wasn't going to be some blindside thing or whatever. Mason had a play to complete. He hung in there and he made the pass and from there, does Hendrickson come in and make contact? Yes. Does Hendrickson splatter him all over the solar system? No. You know why? There are rules against this. Yes. So either he's going to splatter you, and you're going to get the bonus 15 yards. No. Or he's going to do exactly what he did as a professional, and Hendrickson backed off at the last second. S- By the way, the pass was completed.
0: So that that's what we're talking about. So oh my God, DK, I'm so glad you said that you know why you know which class, I want I want to make
1: sure people can better remember this play. It was a completion to Allen Robinson. It was right to left as the TV cameras are literally right in front of me at the press box. So
0: I know which way they're pointing. it's going right to left in the stadium. You know why that's so important because that's what pocket presence is. That's what's filling the pressure looks like also. Like, quarterbacks' jobs are to stay in the pocket and deliver the pass because that's a part of the job. Getting hit is also part of it too, but they're so protected right now thanks to dudes like, like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, all those dudes, right? Ben should be included in it, but then Ben didn't get covered like that. But here's the thing, DK, that's a part of being a quarterback. You're supposed to stay in there and deliver those passes. As long as your arm is free and able to deliver DK, that's what you're paid to do because you can make a lot of money making those plays because when they're picking you up off the ground or you get banged, even just pushed to the ground a little bit, you're not going to get splattered the way you used to. The game has changed and the referees look for that type stuff. Now,
1: all kinds of good stuff from the game, uh, in, in general, uh, Gino's giving too much credit to number seven on this one. He didn't, Ben wasn't
0: teaching him. I I will say that he watched and I guarantee this is what you will say too. Okay. Mason's a little bit in the older school of quarterbacking play where you had to take plays from under center. The backups quarterback ate a lot of crap and stuff like that. Right. So I think he understands. I think that's what that point is. It would also go to this too, from Hod said, and you just put it up there too. Mason was decisive. That's the one thing that we said had to happen, too, didn't we, DK? Yep. He made up his mind what he wanted to do and did it. Yes, he did. And not to say that Kenny lacks it, but that's something that Kenny's got to get better with. Also, we expected him to be more decisive this year. So everything that we talked about this past week, DK, from Friday to now is exactly what we're discussing right now. We said Kenny's going to be, I mean, Mason's going to be a statue. He's going to stay in the pocket. He did those things. He was decisive with the ball. He has a great deep ball, which we saw too. And also, and this is the one thing I'm glad he got out of the way and probably catapulted the rest of the game. We said Mason has to be good at what, DK? Not letting his ball flail. Yeah, you were the the
1: one that was saying that when the, the ball soars on him at times on the short ball. And he knocked that out on that slant to George Pickens. He did with the George Pickens, and I loved the soft toss to Allen Robinson on the left sideline before that. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Do you know who made that pass all the time and regularly was number seven? Yeah. Okay. Where he would just find he would he would say, Here's an area, go stand there. I'm gonna drop the ball in there, and you're gonna be just standing there waiting for it. With the That's air. what that was. It was also a really well designed play. It was, uh, I should say. I don't know if they came up with it. You <laughs> never know now who, who, what Matt Canada came up with and what what uh, Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner come up with, but it was a, really just a gorgeous, uh, gorgeous sequence in, in general here. And then we get into this stuff. Kenny's angry that Mason's doing well. Brian. Like, come on, guys. Not everything has to be this, does it? Uh,
0: no, we ain't got to. Do I don't mean yeah, negative. No, no, no. I don't mean negative.
1: I just, I mean made up.
0: Yeah, no. Uh Double O seven brings up a good point. This is fair to me right here. Is it time to pull the plug on Trubisky? The answer is probably yeah, regardless, they right? Did. It's yeah.
1: sense, man. Yeah. I mean, uh, when your head coach is facing everybody today and saying that uh you know that they're waiting on to see, you know, Kenny's health and everything, what they're waiting on to see is if Kenny can back up. No, I'm serious. They're waiting to see if Kenny can back up Sunday in Seattle because they don't want Mitch doing it.
0: That's true. Mitch has this this lackadaisical vibe about him at times. But of course, he's a veteran in his league. And so everybody always hopes for a Joe Flacco type of return is what happens in these moments. Uh, John Easton says, Kenny will start versus the
1: Seahawks, as he should. Mason is a one-hit wonder. John's just trying to get us to listen to him. That's fair.
0: Uh, but And let me say this, too. That I've seen that come up a little bit. Uh, and this is what I will say going into next week. Like, he does have to do it again. Like, there's oh, yeah. no fans or buts oh, yeah. about that. Uh, he does. have that's, that's part of being a starter, right, DK? Yeah, I think, I think we have to – some
1: put some kind of parameters on what that means for example he's not going to get a 124.0 quarterback rating every week for the rest of his life otherwise he'd be headed straight to canton okay that was the number one quarterback rating anyone had in the nfl this week did you know that no i did not know that dk Uh yeah wowzers okay and that's not going to happen. You're not going to spring George for 88 yards and 44 yards and whatever every single game. You're just yeah. not. If I'm Pete Carroll, not to digress here or whatever, but if I'm Pete Carroll, the first thing that I'm doing in practice this week is taking away 14. Yep. I'm saying, listen, we might lose to them. Okay. They might beat us again. They might perform as well offensively, but they are not doing it that way. No. We're going we're gonna to put a bird and a half on him, okay? And we're not letting him bust behind us. And in that event, you know what you do? Yes. Run the ball and throw to Pat Fryermuth.
0: Run so the ball that, and throw to Pat Fryermuth. That's where they're going to have to play that game with him because you know I covered them this past weekend. Seahawks and Titans played each other. Titans okay. did a really good job of stopping them in the run really good. And you know what just continued to happen? One, Geno's a little banged up from what I saw in the game, but they'll be yeah. playing at home. Um, but but what I saw was this. No matter what, they continue to go back to Smith and Jigba, okay? They 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 ended up going to DK, and they also went to Lockett. They continually go to that group. To so your point, if you take away DK, which ended up helping them win the game, then you got a real strong opportunity to let the others just have their yards and you beat them, DK. That was the separator right there, and you're so right on that. You double DK, you got something.
1: For those of you who are, are a little confused by some of the terminology here that Ramon is throwing, <laughs> DK means ZK Metcalf. I'm not playing for the Seahawks. And Jackson Smith Najigba is the one that Ramon is talking about as opposed to his brother Kanan, who's played for the Pirates. baseball so we're we're like we almost need like a glossary to get through that one right because i could
0: easily be confused for dk metcalf right please and if we don't get a dk metcalf day in then i'm gonna lose my mind next (laughs) year for the show (laughs) dolly's not here to hear that but i will mention that again okay (laughs) Uh, uh, uh when we
1: come back we're gonna get to the only segment that actually matters this one apparently didn't
0: It it did not because we got so many other things to speak about DK. How about Mm -hmm. that? That's a long though. At DK Pittsburgh sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's
1: fans to their favorite teams. Now that connection stronger than ever introducing our all new state of the art app, find expert inside reporting and original podcasts, check live box scores, track the latest stats, chat it up with our community of thousands of fans all in one place.
0: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
1: There are two kinds of generosity in this world there's generosity and then there's post Christmas generosity. Not surprisingly, our friend Rochelle is up to both of them. Yes, she's got 50 gifts ready for you in the queue. You guys know how to do that by now. Just make sure that you have accept gifts on uh, in your super chat. Uh, if you've done that two months in a row, YouTube doesn't let you go any further and you've got to fork over your own 99 cents for membership. Uh, Rochelle also comes in with a separate gift because she wants to acknowledge that Mason is an honorary member of the Foster family. Welcome, Mason. Moen, in all seriousness, it, it relates to, to what uh, Rochelle is saying here. You guys were locker mates. Yeah, I mean there's a there's a difference between uh teammates in a room, friends yeah. in a room, and locker mates. Is there
0: not? There's a big difference in it too. And I hope I made it very clear um last week too. And I told you I was biased for Mason. Yep. I am, and that's because of those conversations we have in the same way I felt about not in the same context, of course, but Vic was my locker mate too, Michael Vic. You know, you just have a different conversation, different this is at the practice facility, at just to, practice clear, facility. to clarify, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. On, on the south side. I see him every single day before mm. practice, see him every single day after practice, and we'll sit there and talk before and after and stuff like that. So it's not just a teammate. Like, having a locker mate is a big deal in the, in the sense that I got to remain respectful of his space and he has of mine. So my dirty clothes can't go over to his and we can't be over there just taking over excess amount of space. And when DK them used to come and talk to me on Fridays, I had to make sure that Mason had ample amount of room so that he didn't feel respected. Disrespected. I mean, it's time for the Ramon Foster press conference. Excuse me, (laughs) Mr. Quarterback. You're going to have to move a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. But man, in that, in those moments though, you get to know a guy a little bit more because you can hear about practice reps. Uh, there was some scout stuff going on that you hear about that too. It's more than just a teammate when you got a locker mate beside you and uh, Mason, and I have a good relationship. I text him afterwards. Like, man, it couldn't have happened to a, a better guy. And he hit back soon afterwards. So I'm sure his phone was flooded and it's good for that type of stuff to happen too. Because uh, when I came up this year for the game, he actually took me back to the hotel and we talked for a little while and everything like that, man. He's such a, He's such a solid friggin' dude, and that's why I'm happy for him. That, that's that's
1: great to hear. That was one of the things I definitely wanted to bring up uh, on, on this show here. Kevin says Jalen Warren put on a master class on how to avoid injury by throwing the opposing <laughs> <laughs> throwing the opposing linebacker into the Allegheny River. <laughs> I, I didn't know where he was going here, and then I saw the rest of the sentence. <laughs>
0: like,
1: how to avoid injury, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Kevin (laughs) in Albuquerque crushes me here. That's beautiful. What a
0: lock. Did anybody get the name to that bus, though, too? Because I know the bus is Jalen, but who was on the Jermaine Pratt?
1: It was Jermaine Jermaine Pratt, number 57,
0: who, by the way, disrupted
1: air traffic control around Pittsburgh International Airport by being sent that high up into orbit. Before on his way down into the Allegheny River.
0: Uh, that was a show. It that was, was a, show. a show. And DK, that wasn't a DB or a safety. Like, that wasn't a corner or safety. That was a – I got to oh. look up how big he is. Jermaine no, Pratt. No, no, no. You guess, talking. DK. You keep talking. I don't Jermaine have Pratt is not 6'1", uh 205 or nothing like that. He's not 5'10", 185. 6'3", six, six, 250. He's an inside linebacker.
1: He sent into orbit by an undrafted
0: running back who I tower over. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. He's not that big. But but he's like a I know we already have one in the league, but he's like the honey badger, DK. Mm-hmm. He is. He's a ball of muscle. And I don't even know how fast Jalen Warren ran his 40. But I guarantee his first 10 to 15 are as fast as heck. And not only that, if you put him on one of those explosion mounds, like they have the ability now to see how much explosion you have whenever you jump. I guarantee his is like top 1% of all 1% athletes. He is explosive.
1: A week ago, we were making commentary on the importance of player safety, and we were kind of poking fun at the old ESPN segment, jacked up. Yeah. But that... Okay, tell me that physicality doesn't still exist in football and that it can't be delivered cleanly. Jalen expressed after the game, by the way, one of our reporters at DK Pittsburgh Sports, Corey Chrisen, asked him about the nature of the hit and if he was worried if he'd get fined. And he said, no, he was actually aware of what he was doing in the moment. And that's what happens with fines and suspensions and stuff like that. Eventually, you kind of re-educate yourself, don't you, yeah. Mo? Yeah, you do. And what you can't.
0: Yeah, I, and you know what? His level of playing physical is, is always going to be there because it's all a part of Jalen Warren's game. But, yeah, tempering how you clean somebody up, DK, yeah, there are mm-hmm. ways of doing that. If the NFL don't understand what Jalen Warren is and what his game is and how good he is for football too when he's doing it clean, something's wrong with them. I don't care if they administer that $45,000 fine and then take it all back. It still make headlines as if I'm doing something wrong. When I That's know right. deep down, you fools love that.
1: Antoine says Mason should start against the Seahawks if the playoffs are still hanging in the balance. I'm going to make this really, really short because I know this is going to be something that's going to be everybody's back and forthing on this all week long. Mason's going to start in Seattle, okay? End the suspense. I've been covering Mike Tomlin's press conferences for as long as he's been a head coach. I know how he speaks to us. And Ramon, you know how he deals with the players. If he tells the quarterback on what is today, Tuesday, he tells the quarterback on Monday or Tuesday, hey, you've got the football for Sunday, what are the odds he's going to take that football away between now and then?
0: 0%. 0%. Yeah, 0%. And and again, that's the thing about it. Don't
1: even debate this, people.
0: And and you've heard other people say it, too. You've heard Ben say it. Like, he said it recently. Like, you go with Mason. Mason's the guy in this situation. Ben said that. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's be real clear on what we're talking about,
1: okay? Ben said that. Uh, he knows the language. He knows the vibe. He knows the situation. Yep. Uh, so do you, Moan. Uh, the situation is that there are only two games left. They're not just must-wins. They're must-wins on top of must-wins, meaning yeah. there are other games that have to happen, that there are other victories that have to happen elsewhere in the NFL. Uh, you can't be screwing around here. You can't be hoping that Kenny, even if it's just from a health standpoint, you can't be hoping that Kenny goes out there on a high ankle sprain. No. Moan, high ankle
0: sprain. Please let people know what a high ankle sprain is. For most, it's depending on position, it could be two, three weeks. For guys like him that got bent back the way he has and has also had the surgery, it's probably a month. Like, let's just be honest about that. It's a month, sir. I mean, it's a month-long recovery when it comes down to putting him out there. And here's the other thing, too. They got some solid rushers in Seattle, okay? They got some real solid rushers in Seattle. On top of having a frigging Bobby Wagner, who I saw this past weekend, absolutely obliterate uh, Ron Tannehill. He's unbelievable. What a football player. He hit him so hard, I think he might get a fine. Oh, geez. Like, it was that type of old school hit. But you know what didn't happen because of Mm. reputation? Bobby Wagner did not get a penalty because of that. And I know that was a helmet to helmet. So, yeah, (laughs) do do you want Kenny Pickett out there? Probably not, okay? Absolutely not against this group, man. Just all in all, they're good. Boye Mafe is really that good, okay? Leonard Williams is on the other side. Like, that is a tough task. Considering they really embraced the twelve, meaning that crowd out there. Kamala says
1: that Pat Friermuth has been invisible the past few games. Um, it, 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 invisible is is accurate. Okay, oh. from the from the production standpoint, invisible from the awareness standpoint, meaning that they knew he was there. They just he was taken away. The last team in the National Football League that was going to allow Pat Friermuth to beat them this past weekend was going to be the Bengals because of what he did to them in Cincinnati with the nine catches. Uh, They were embarrassed by it. They had a scheme that they never adjusted to over the course of an entire football game. Zach Taylor and everybody in Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati's management should have been embarrassed by that. They weren't going to allow it to happen again, and they didn't. But guess what resulted from it?
0: You let everybody else was open. Yeah, Yeah. it it was a clinic last time he was there. Wasn't it DK? I got to ask you this, too, because it's fair. Mm -hmm. And you know I'm petty too, DK. Uh, uh, Mike Mike Hilton, ever since he came out and set his record against the Steelers, I think that's back at 500 now, or are we a game ahead or something? I'd love for somebody to effort that record because he's 0-2 this year, and I love Mike, and Mike would appreciate this pettiness, but Mike. Where's my broom at? Gosh, I should have bought a broom in here. Oh,
1: hey, the brooms have been passed from <laughs> Cleveland to Pittsburgh to Baltimore. They're 0-5 in the division. You know, th- th- you there's nothing uglier than for an AFC North team to not win an AFC North game. <laughs> All right? I mean, and it's not even just that. I think the Bengals, they might still have an offer in the conference.
0: Oh, don't, don't make me look this up, DK. Oh, okay.
1: Don't make me Go look Go right ahead. Up. You do that while I peek through here and see what else we have. Because, I mean, I've never seen a team just completely fold its tent inside the division like this. Now oh I understand it. they don't have Joe Burrow. They don't have Jamar Chase. But you know what? What, what? do they say about your problems, Moan? Uh, hey, either they don't
0: want to hear about them or glad you
1: got them, DK. It's really not more complex than that. No one's no one's playing the small violin for the Bengals. The, the Steelers were missing a whole bunch of guys as well. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, DK. Water in eat. the desert says what? What the heck happened to Keanu Neal? He got an interception against Green Bay and he has a rib. <clears throat> Yeah, he got he he got smashed up pretty good there,
0: and and of course that's the thing about it. Like guys make those type of plays though too. You can't expect mm-hmm. it to be every single week. That's just a part of it too. Just like I expect Pat Fryer move to have a bounce back at some point in time. I'm not sure if it's going to be against Seattle, but he's going to get his the same way that the squeaky wheel got the got the uh, grease when it came down to George Pickens. It happens. This is still a fine balance between trying to figure out who your playmakers are and is a quarterback decisive enough to do that. I'll tell you this, though, DK, before we move further, I feel Mm -hmm. like if you had a guy like Mason, and not just him in particular, but a guy like him that understands how the league works as far as finding your playmaker, I think we probably see more out of George Pickens. Is that fair to say? Yeah. As far as finding your wide receiver to go to? He didn't have no issue with targeting friggin' uh, George Pickens. How many times? Six led the day with him and Jalen Warren. Like mm-hmm. seriously, here, think about that. Well, and he ate from thing, it.
1: The thing I liked. Let's see if I can find this this sheet here again. Here it is. The thing that I liked the most about Mason's day, he he didn't target Pat Fryermuth, as we just mentioned. Why? Okay, that's actually smart in that event. Okay, yeah. Um, he he didn't target Jalen Warren. I'm sorry, he didn't target uh, Najee Harris. Najee, he did target. I'm going to read these out loud to you: Warren for six six targets, Pickens for six targets, Robinson for four targets. I like that one a lot because yeah. what are you going to get out of Allen Robinson when you target him a lot? You're going to get a lot of catches. Yes, you, you will. might not get the yak he used to give you, okay? But he no. will he will put his mitts on that football and pull it in. He targeted Deontay five times, only two catches there. It wasn't Deontay's day, as Mason acknowledged afterward. He said, it's going to be the other way around some other time. Uh, Now, Darnell Washington, targeted, caught a ball. Miles Boykin, targeted, caught a ball. Calvin Austin was targeted twice. Neither of those hooked up. But that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different people who were targeted. Moan, he was seeing the field. He was reading the field. It was the first time we have seen a quarterback read the field since Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger <laughs> was
0: behind center. That's true, and not only that, DK. You mentioned just the targets going to those guys, but even on that uh, Darnell Washington throw catch, it was a finesse play. Like he he, oh yeah, it, it like up. it was
1: it was a ben one of those ben throws. It was one of those
0: it. Yes, it was. And you said the same exact thing too, DK, about Allen Robinson. Like he's doing those types of things, at least in his first start. Again, I'm going to walk this all the way back to the start of the show and just bring it. Yes, we know Mason has to do this again. Mason understands he has to do this again. This ain't no Mason hype train. This is the dude had a daggone good showing against a division opponent who has been fire hot and you shut him out defensively and offensively, we put up, how many, was it 28 points in the first half? 21.
1: I know. Crazy, right?
0: I'm glad to be wrong. DK text me after mall. I forgot. to Ask your prediction. What did I say? 28, <laughs> 13 bingles. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know what Mason was going to get into. I'm a delighted person to be wrong today. Just on the basis of, to your point, DK, we saw quarterbacks in the entire field. Imagine that being the case, of course, when we speak about the playmakers that this team has. It ain't an issue of, hey, they got a bad assortment of talent inside that building. Anybody will look at those wide receivers, the running backs, the tight ends and say, man, I can't wait to get my hands on it. We know the O-line is lacking, but if you got a quarterback that can deal it and stay calm enough in these moments, you win more times than not, DK, and that's what happened this past weekend on a Saturday, might I add. Dan Klemko says, "Hey, Moan. At this point, who are the Steelers? I think he means
1: Seahawks here. Studying more, Mason or Kenny? The future is at stake.
0: Pete Carroll's been around way too long. He's no idiot. He's studying. No. <laughs> he's studying he's Mason all Rudolph. over Mason Rudolph. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially
1: with." There's nothing, there's no science to
0: this. Dan, I want to ask you this, and this is a rhetorical question, but if you was a head coach of a team that saw a team have the best offensive outing they've had since 2020, would you study for the guy that's behind him or the guy that had that outing? That's, just, that's
1: why I mean I know people are still gonna try to make a thing out of this, okay? And it's just it's just not there. Okay, yeah. you have you have to understand that tomorrow is Wednesday, okay it's the first full practice yeah. okay a
0: practice in the day well no, no no Sunday game this time right yeah yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. so it's the first full practice there's going to be only three of those yeah so if Kenny were to show that he would just forget this is this is silly okay? oh, but but
0: it also leads here though that Alexander Manning put this mm-hmm. up man appreciate the contribution and the question mm-hmm. for sure now we're talking this is what Alexander says now we're talking starting Mason over Kenny no offense to Mason but he's a backup. That Says makes it who? clear that we need to go draft a quarterback in a draft. I mean, it who is what it is. labeled him? I mean, how does he get stuck with the label? If you perform,
1: you perform. Nick Foles was a backup until he was a multi-zillionaire. <laughs> this is fair. I mean, you, just, you, you go ahead and you prove it, you know? Yeah. Uh, the fact is, when you throw this at people, they say, well, we know who Mason is. We know what he is. Okay. And then you remind them that he's had now – 11 total career starts. Hear this. Okay. Eight of them were in 2019. When, Moan, you can you were blocking yeah, we for were him. Low. We were low. That was a tough, tough spot to put him in. When he wasn't
0: expected to start either. Right. So he didn't, have a camp.
1: he didn't have a training camp as a starter. nothing. Okay. He just gets thrown out there in week two. All right. So that's eight of his 11 starts were right then. He had one start. Uh, In what was a meaningless game for the Steelers to end the season in Cleveland. Okay. And actually played really well. He did. Yeah, he did. He had one other start in 2021, the tie against the Lions, in which he was victimized by all kinds of drops and fumbles and everything else, or he would have had an easy win instead of the 16 to 16 tie. Okay. His next start, that was (laughs) 2021, was this past weekend. So, what have you seen? What do you know? No. You, he he got labeled. He got labeled, but based on what? Based
0: on practices? Based on preseason? Based on Latrobe? I don't yeah. know. Can, can I add to this also? That first start of his was that loss to uh, Seattle at home. Let's also remember his first start. He got his clock cleaned by, by Earl Thomas, and we still only lost that game 28-26 with him being out as the guy that has started that game. So he's – this ain't no hey, let's let's have a kumbaya moment for Mason. But Mason didn't have that those same growth periods that I'll say that Mitch or uh Kenny has had
1: that's to be true. fair. That's true. So what you have here is a situation where what you're seeing is someone who's just basically been kept in storage, like in a bubble. <laughs> okay. And and that, that's so the idea that you know who he is just because. You and I, and I'm no different, have had Mason Rudolph compartmentalized as a backup in our minds. Yeah, it doesn't really
0: mean anything, it doesn't. Uh, I want to go back to this real quick, DK, for the people who are just getting in, man. By the way, we got eight, over 860 in here right oh, now. Yeah, look at that! Shout out to y'all, man. Uh, DK, I can't get over this moment. Pratt being annihilated, like Jalen Warren absolutely abused that man for a score on top of that. DK, mm-hmm. wow, I can't get over that. I don't know was the last time we've seen a hit like that that was legal, that was
1: something, and it was the, the part of the beauty of it was is that it was legal, technically, it was just gorgeous. Uh, the head coach also had a good game. A lot of you were bringing that up. Uh, no, he did. What are you laughing about over there? <laughs> because, it's seen. always, it's the small things, man.
0: It's the small things, DK.
1: But he did win two challenges, it and did. one of those, god, I, I hate to bring this up because it's going to dump it. all over the challenge that he won, but. I mean, he was looking at the scoreboard uh, get yeah. to determine whether or not he should throw the red flag. And it's like, he's got to get over that. He's got to <laughs> have a staff to do that sort of stuff for him. But I'm watching him. He's, he's down on the sideline in front of me, and he's looking up at the scoreboard. And guess what? They aren't going to do that for you, coach, in Seattle, yeah. and they definitely aren't going to do it for you in Baltimore. Yeah. Okay, But yes, he did win two challenges. Uh, he made what I thought were some uh, good defensive adjustments to Cincinnati, yeah. uh, and, and the stuff that Jake Browning was successful at against other teams, you'll notice that Browning was really good against everybody other than Pittsburgh. So he kind of has Lamar Jackson disease in that regard. Lamar Jackson, who's the unquestioned MVP of the National Football he? League. If he, no, if he didn't have to face Pittsburgh. Uh, oh,
0: okay. I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, DK.
1: He has no answer. And, and the Ravens – I don't want to get out of it, but Lamar has <laughs> – Lamar and Harbaugh and everybody in Baltimore has no answer for the bookends that the Steelers have been sending at them for years. The double is pass rushers and yeah. seal off the rushing edge. They've never, ever, ever been able to counter that. Did, did it's you incredible.
0: See, you see the package that they rolled out too, and I'm, I'm sure they've sure. done it before, uh, but they had Alex, I think Nick was out there, they had Keanu, and I think they had Montravius out there, and TJ was a floating middle linebacker. That right there has to be intimidating. Because Mm -hmm. at any moment in time, Alex can drop back in coverage and TJ can rush. And Alex can also get an interception. I love
1: our man Mike coming in here with his sideways compliment for Matt Canada by noting that the Calvin Austin touchdown, which we're all singing about Jalen Warren's block, happened to be on a jet sweep. Jet sweep, (laughs) which only everybody in the press box mumbled to themselves as it happened. Everybody just went, jet sweep.
0: You can deal with one, can't you? You can deal with one.
1: Hey, it's not like they would have seen it coming, right?
0: Yeah, you can deal with one. Uh, you know? It was great use. I will say that, too. It was great use. Perfect time, great block. No, Even it more. really
1: was. You you want to go for the unexpected, and that's how you use the the, the remarkable speed uh, that, that Austin has.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. right That Mike Hilton's now three and three after saying what he said earlier this year. Now,
1: Toddy wants to remind everybody to hit the like button. And, and there's hmm. a reason to do that. It's not to make us extra happy or anything. If you the more likes that you hit, the more that YouTube shows automatically through this algorithm. Uh, they show and they make this show available to other Steelers fans all over the world. Do you follow me here? Yeah. You show up in that, you know, that right column if you're looking at your YouTube um, on a desktop, the thing that says recommended for you or whatever it is. We show up over there if you hit the like button. If you don't hit the like button, then it's just between us, right?
0: And then it's between us. Y'all don't want. I mean, I do know you want to keep this show local and authentic, but it'll forever stay that, right, DK? Local yeah. There's a lot
1: of this too. Looking forward, Moan. In yeah. this past, you hear from Greg. He says, well, what would really be wrong if Mason was the starter in 2024 and pickett the backup?
0: You got to pay him. That's first and foremost. Uh, and I don't think you're going to pay him anything outlandish. If he's going to be your one-year starter or something like that, you give him a nice little pay raise, kind of like how Jordan Love got. you know. But that's also to determine if Kenny's going to be the guy moving forward. Do you know where Mason is this year? Doesn't One sound year? like you
1: do. No, yeah, one one point oh eight. He'll get if if he's going to be your starter or even compete for starting, he'd get a pretty big bump over that. He had three; that he was getting three the year before.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I can see him getting eight to twelve for a one year guy, and that's honestly good backup material. Is about seven a year.
1: Some of the smarter observers of that game the other night were remarking again and again, "Oh, Mason just made himself so much money in this Ah, game. One game." I know it's one game, but you know how that—you know how the NFL is. They've got one game that they've got on film now, and everybody watched it. You know, Uh,
0: that's true. I don't want to wet blanket this one because I'm all—I'm trying to also temper my excitement for my guy Mason. If you can understand where I'm coming from, because I do, and I did leave that game after watching it, saying my dude did his thing, like he was solid. But I also looked at it and said it's so hard for a backup to break through that glass sometimes, though, or a guy Mm -hmm. like him. And then, of course, Pittsburgh still has the fifth-year option when it comes down to Kenny. So they have a luxury of saying, hey, you know you got a home here in Pittsburgh if you want to. That means you might just have to, you know, be a backup at least to start the season off. But if Kenny craps a bed, you got your guy, and he's got to go prove it again. I like the idea that there is a competition now for Kenny Pickett. Last year in this training camp, and, and maybe it was too premature of us to think that. I don't think there was much competition when it came down to Kenny. Like, Kenny hasn't proven a lot, but we also gave him the keys to the franchise because of it. Ben at least, and I hate to keep referencing Seven like this, but this is the glory years of what the Steelers have had in in, year, in recent history. But Ben at least had the pressure of not letting down the older vets. Kenny doesn't have that pressure like that. Ben had to go to Hines, Plexico, Marvell, Smarrell-Smith. Like, think about the surrounding cast, Bussy, Jerome Bettis. Like, think about the surrounding cast that Ben had to feel pressure for. <clears throat> Kenny ain't had to feel no pressure like that. So if you're telling me they were going to sign back Mason Rudolph to add some pressure to Kenny Pickett, and maybe we get a better version out of him, and if not, you start Mason Rudolph? Beat him. Oh, I yeah. live that life. Yeah, yeah. Beat him. This is this is this is the best back-to-back comments you're
1: going to get on this show. You ready? Oh, yeah, Hodge yeah. comes in and says Mason just started his 11th game in the NFL, and Nova comes in and says he has 11 starts. Yes, that should be a billboard right now up on the side of Mount Washington, overlooking downtown Pittsburgh, that everyone needs to understand that he's barely played. The only thing that was cemented about Mason Rudolph's NFL career was in everybody's mind. He's a backup. It's who he is. You know, know nobody even thought about him. Go
0: ahead, Mo. You know what this feels like? Hmm. Um, It's two quarterbacks that come to mind. One has some success. The other, I mean, either way, made a second career out of it. But I'm getting Brock Osweiler and Jimmy Garoppolo vibes out of it. And only the reason it's different is because those dudes had more time behind Brady if we're going to be honest about what happened. But Jimmy G's situation is no different than what Mason has going on, other than he had a longer stretch of games in one city that he's played in. Like, that's what you're talking about. That's what you will hope would happen for a guy like Mason Rudolph, even if it's in Pittsburgh. But there are so many questions as far as OC, flow, Your quarterback that I don't know if you can make that decision in Pittsburgh, DK. I honestly don't know if you can make that decision in Pittsburgh that he's your guy moving forward because of Kenny.
1: Yeah. And now there's also going to be a hey, everybody pump the brakes sentiment like you just said too, Moan. It's one game. You don't you don't want to take this too far. okay? but what happens when you see a performance like this, uh, especially as a coaching staff, you embrace it. You don't fight it. You don't resist it. You don't wish that it didn't happen. The healthiest possible approach to this is to say, okay, if this is going to be a problem for me in terms of you know deciding who's going to be my quarterback, or whatever, this is ideal. This is so much better than the Mitch Trubisky option, which was, oh, no, I've got nobody. I'm doomed. Yeah. Okay? This is what you want. So if Mason comes along and excels, and there's no other word, for a 124.0 that he put up against the Bengals. If he comes along and excels and he stands tall in that pocket and he steps up like the one time the run and he dives forward instead of sliding short of the sticks the way Trubisky did a couple of weeks ago,
0: you don't fight that. You don't resist it. You don't. Um, I see who was it. Darren Watt said mason is the victim of a lot of bad pr that is not entirely his fault
1: that's i mean he can't control that andrew chandler says hey moan and this is a question you can answer uh, can mason become the offensive leader that we need
0: he can and here's why it ain't because he's an older player or anything if he can show that he has the ability to make plays like he had this past weekend distributing the ball, answering the questions the right way in press conferences and as it it pertains to Deontay, right? Just that one question. Hey, Deontay only had two catches. Yeah, it just wasn't his day. It can go the other way next week. Like, those amount of things that he said. Like, Deontay would probably think to himself, I got to get the ball too. George was a hot hand. You gain leadership because of playmaking, a consistency of being in those plays. Offensive linemen, of course, get theirs by blocking and consistently being out there and being above the line. Right? Above line. Yes, you gain respect by making plays. There is no other way around. Joey Porter Jr., I've been seeing on social media so much as of late with him, has had a huge just re-imaging of himself because people realize he's not missing tackles. What happens right there, DK? He gets a little bit more say when it comes to Cam, mm-hmm. Minka, TJ, right? Those When that narrative changes and they see you a pro, you gain more leadership and more trust. So yes, I could see that being Mason, but again, it's gotta continue.
1: You know what's funny? I remember when Mason was a rookie, and you guys, all of you, meaning you offensive linemen, were telling, we're telling because we could hear him from the sideline. He booms. This is not someone who's timid out there. This is not someone who acts like he's been stuck on the shelf for years. Okay. He booms, doesn't he? I mean, he gets your he gets your attention.
0: Yeah, Mason will come to the huddle and be, let's all right. Ben will come in. All yeah. right, guys. Trips right 76 X Cadillac. Mason comes in very much like he's taught, which may have been an issue too. R- relax, dude. That's what we no. have to tell him. He did it, he did
1: it on his first day of <laughs> rookie camp after being drafted out of Oklahoma State. I remember it vividly because I was on the sideline. He's in there and he's going, like, Am I doing it right? Yeah, no.
0: And you're like, what the heck? Ben would come to us talking. All right, guys, trip right, 76 Cadillac, X, Y, whatever. Mason comes in. That's Ben. Mason, trip's right, 76. I'm like, whoa. We had to stop him midway like, Mason, bring it down. You're making us nervous. And they can hear you over there. Like our defense know the plays. If Cam hears 76, Cam is gonna go blitz, he's gonna go berserk on me. Okay. Don't let him know it's a passing play, Mason. But that's of course when people love their job, they really dive into it, is what I'm getting to. Mason was trying to prove that he could be a leader. Mason was trying to prove that he knows how to play quarterback. Mason was trying to prove that he knew how to give out the long plays in the huddle. We just needed Mason to play ball and just be cool like seven.
1: Yeah, and, and what one of the things, Norseman says Mason has 11 starts because he couldn't win the starting job. No, he wasn't going to beat out Ben Roethlisberger. He wasn't going to beat out any version of Ben. Think about that, Ancient Norseman. Ben, okay? You could scratch off every season that Ben played ahead of Mason and say he had no chance of starting then unless Ben got hurt.
0: Oh, I guess. Okay? seriously like write that question again and and think about it who is he gonna beat out and then the next year of course the biggest conversation was we got to go find a franchise quarterback so you draft Kenny Pickett and then what are you gonna do and then 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 they
1: they, they didn't trust Mason and they end up going out and getting Mitch Trubisky's Mitch was gonna be the first guy that
0: was the order in which that went Mitch was gonna be the guy but think about how Mitch came Mitch had uh, amazing praise coming from Buffalo did he not yeah, yep.
1: after not playing at all I, that I, year. I, but I, well, he had a great yeah. preseason game for he the did. Bills. But yeah, but that's that's how that went. So a lot of this was just like an episode of, you know, Three's Company or something, where just one misunderstanding or misconception after another, he ends up getting buried, he finally gets unwrapped, and he does all that while he's rusty, yeah. which was something that Tomlin brought up. Uh, he was uh, He was facing an opponent that was desperate, You know, he was, he was doing it for playing for a team that is desperate that Mm -hmm. needed the W the thing Mason had talked about all last week, wasn't about himself. and wasn't about, he said, I feel like I have to carry these guys. Like I need to do my part to help them to help our guys get into the playoffs. So the, the amount of pressure that was piled on him for this was also not normal. No. And that's how he responds. Are you effing kidding me? Yeah. And we're talking about who's going to start in Seattle?
0: So it's two things I want to get to real quick, DK, and they're back-to-back after each other, too. Awesome. By the way, TJK, awesome. Mason Confidence for professionalism is intoxicating, and it was. Many players in that situation will blow up at some point. You're 100% correct, which is why I'm glad he acknowledged he loved hearing his name. He did. I'm glad he said that. But here's two things, too, I think is very uh, relevant to what we got going on. Can you imagine the pressure being Ben's backup? Landry, I saw dealt with it. Uh, Dennis Dixon, I saw deal with it. Even Byron left, which Byron, is like, boy, yeah. I, I can't wait to seven get back. That man, he will just tell him, y'all don't understand how awesome he is as a quarterback. I saw Charlie in those moments. Everybody, the pressure of performing like him or winning the way we won. But here's the other thing, too, behind that comment. Can you imagine that pressure? But I think there's some truth in this. And I, I love to hear this be the case. I don't think he hated it. I personally wanted to give up one of those thirty-two this, jobs. This, that's because your the draft analysis of Mason Rudolph was what DK in Ben's later years we had a first round grade on him. First round grade. Kevin Colbert said that. So when it came down to knowing that your replacement is maybe in the building, DK, you know how many draft picks that I had to like look over my shoulder for, and I've told this story before, every year after year. And you know what I did every single time? I tried to knock him off as quick as as I possibly could. You can be a backup. You can be on the team. But my replacement? No. Nobody wants to lose one of those 11 starting spots. And if that makes Ben a bad person, then so be it. But think about somebody drafting your replacement in the building with you. You'll feel a certain type of way and try to beat him off as long as you could, too.
1: Yeah, Ben had a reaction to mason's being drafted uh where first he tried to kind of couch it within well we should what we should have done is gotten a replacement for ryan shazier remember that Mm -hmm. that's where we should have. okay he tried to hide it within that okay but that was a little too obvious and what what ben really did His reaction was much more similar to the one you'll recall that Aaron Rodgers had in Green Bay when Jordan Love was drafted, where it was like, wait a second, what? You think I'm done? Is that where this is going? And regardless of what you want to say about the reactions of either Rodgers uh, or Ben, it, it speaks to their competitive level and how they are who they are. And I say that in the most positive way possible. OK, you have to have that competitive fire. And part of that is got to be on the field. Yeah, you do. Got to keep your job. You got to fight for your job constantly, no matter who you are. Yeah. And that was the way I thought the way Ben reacted to it. And that effectively buried Mason there for four years.
0: And so it goes to another comment, too. I just saw two DK from wrongism. He says, hey, Moan, and training kept did Mason even get a fair shot with the wants? I'm curious if you really got a chance to prove it. They buried him because they paid Mitch and drafted Kenny. That's your answer right there. Backup quarterbacks in camp, the practice reps, the set of 15, starting quarterback usually get eight, and then they'll break it down from there, four and three after that. Think about the difference in four and three reps. Yeah, yeah. So you might leave a practice and only get nine live reps. I'm not talking about the seven-on-seven stuff. A, a, a backup quarterback may get nine reps in a practice. And during the week, like right now with scout team, they're looking at cards. They're not even running your own team offense. So that may have been one of the reasons why Coach Tomlin also said when we're asking when Kenny's out, is it Mitch or is it Mason? Well, he's not ready yet. He's not ready yet because he's not running our offense and understanding the flow and how the plays should go, even though he still knows the playbook.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is – look, he – circumstances buried Mason. I don't think there's a question about that. Now, could he have helped himself by excelling in practice? Could he have helped himself by being absolutely brilliant in preseason games? Sure. You could do this a bunch of different ways. The bottom line is what we saw Saturday happened. Okay. It wasn't a mirage. It wasn't fake. It wasn't phony. It wasn't AI. Okay. <laughs> he actually went out there and performed an did so with that level of poise for real. yeah. And you can't, I'm going to use this term again, you can't ignore it. You have to embrace it. You have to say, whoa, this is what you want. Whether you're Mike Tomlin or whether you're a fan on the couch, this is what you want. You don't fight that. You don't resist it. You don't hope for a Kenny bounce back just to show that I was right or whatever. You just say that. That's the level of quarterbacking play that we, the Steelers, need yeah fairly said dk you know uh when we come back which we probably will (laughs) we'll take a couple more of your uh your things here no doubt yeah and now daniel pike brings up the main point that matters well other than of course winning the game in seattle And that's, let's see if Mason can do it again. And that leads, reminds me of a question that I wanted to ask you, Moan, since you just saw the Seahawks and you just covered them. I see that they have the sixth worst pass defense in the NFL. Why? Because they've got guys up front. What are they missing? The what are they missing?
0: Uh, Hardy Burns is over there, DK. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. Okay, <laughs> no, like for real, they get a lot of like DPIs from what I saw this past game. It's hard to judge because even the Titans would say this too, they don't have the best wide receiver core. They got DeAndre Hopkins and some other guys, but I think the way you can scheme them up is this you get the ball out in space and you can move with them, whether that be uh, sidelines or over the middle. The tight end this week for the for the uh. Titans ate really good against them. I thought DeAndre Hopkins is able to work down the field really well. They're young, but they're talented. And if the rush isn't getting home, there's not much. I can tell you, like Leonard Williams didn't have an awesome day this past weekend, I didn't think, but I'll say this too. They also got six sacks against the Titans. So they have a rush plan. My faith yeah, they'll a good they'll rusher. bring it. Yes, mm-hmm. they will bring it, DK. Uh, but they're young, but they're talented. Bobby Wagner up the middle is solid, but he has uh, Devin Bush playing beside him. You can scheme them up really well. <laughs> okay. I mean,
1: that's a heck of a canceling out there, right?
0: I, I saw uh, Devin is, Bush you, miss a gap this past weekend. I was like, you? That,
1: that's why you're – I saw it. That's why you're on your second team as a 10th overall <clears throat> pick. Cole Evans gets – there's got to be some appropriate fine or suspension or something for Cole for asking questions like oh. this. Why do they do that?
0: Big J journalist out here, Cole. He's not just playing around and watching games from
1: TV. Like What are we talking about? Man, stop that. It was. I even have a favorite Peruvian steakhouse that I selected in Seattle. Do you? uh, When the Pirates were out there this summer, yeah? Mm -hmm. I did a Pirates Pirates and Mariners series out there. Pirates hit nine home runs in one game. See, this is your role model. For Mason Rudolph to just put up a bunch of bombs you know what I mean yep yep I agree if the Pirates could hit nine home runs in this same lot the stadiums by the way are right next to each other Mm. in Seattle uh then then anybody can do it right
0: yeah absolutely DK if you can control the noise in Seattle you can win and I think that's where he at I saw the Titans shut down their run game this week and I was shocked 12th man thing
1: might not be what it once was um
0: i'm gonna disagree with this one
1: as well here moan mason looked like he was playing with house money and nothing to lose i think is the exact opposite yep mason said himself he he had considered that this could be the last start he'd ever get in the nfl he said that because of the way he'd been buried yeah so if he goes out there and, and sullies his name all over again, he said it himself. He he was thinking about whether he'd be getting into commercial real estate next year. He said this, not us. Commercial real estate. I had, to he, jab, I had to jab him about that one on the way out of there. I did you did? Jab. Yeah, I guess stay out of commercial real estate. He goes, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs>
0: but can, can I bring up the acknowledgement of you guys, if you're in this chat, chanting his frigging name? How about that? And, and, again, I can't get over his acknowledgment of it, DK, because guys shy away from those type of questions. You know, at first it was FireMat Canada, and now we're hearing Mason Rudolph mm-hmm. on television. I could hear this. It was booming. It was booming. I don't think that, that, that right there does sports. That's a full 360 right there.
1: Well, then I'll be the guy who points out that at home games, people – Don't do it when they got the ball, which is what was (laughs) happening. Were you thinking that too much? No, DK, (laughs) I was hype as hell, man. You're inside the red zone and you guys are (laughs) chanting over top of the cadence. Like, no,
0: man. You know know what (laughs) I would have done done in that moment? I'd have been like, dog, you hear this?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Out of you hearing this? I'd have been cool.
1: Najee Harris actually brought up after the game. He said that he actually made a comment to Mason at one point. Because uh, Mason Mason had said something to Najee to the effect of, you know, hey, get these guys hyped up or something like He said, you get them hyped up. It's your name they're <laughs> chanting <laughs> up there. You get it done.
0: <laughs> oh, meu, meu, my. oh, man, that is crazy. I saw one, DK, that was very interesting, man, and it's good. Where is it at? Oh, geez. Keep going. I got this one, DK.
1: But he was happy for the Tylenol free win. And while you're looking, I'm going to let people know that, some of the players brought that up as well. Defensive guys brought that up. They were like, it was nice to just be out there with a comfortable lead. They haven't had that all what for two years now? Have not. They no, haven't not. had a game where they just went out there and just let's just play some football. Let's pin our ears back and go get us some stats. You know, let's let's do that. You know? Exactly. Uh, the, the defensive guys, by the way, were really behind Rudolph.
0: Yeah. Uh, of yeah. course, though, it gives you something to fight for, DK, when they know. You're in that battle with them, DK. Uh, it was a petty comment, but I wanted to address it. Somebody said I defend Coach Tomlin or something like that because oh, I, I want to have access. That. No, no, no. They what? said because I want to continue to have access. You know how many times I've texted Coach Tomlin? Probably since I retired in three years, maybe three times. Every single time he's hit me back. You know how many times I've been to Pittsburgh since I retired? Twice. One for a college game, one for a pro game that I was actually working. When it comes down to me having access, DK, what organization did I ever play for? Uh, That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's one. What do they usually Mm -hmm. say? You're a stealer for life in that building, right?
1: That is accurate. And you walk right in those doors just the way Le'Veon Bell did this past week. And you are welcomed with open arms. Le'Veon didn't exactly have the most pleasant exit either. Okay. Le'Veon was welcomed with open arms. Okay. And the guys at the security gate know. Okay. Everybody
0: knows. You don't have to show a pass. You don't have to call in advance. You're a stealer for life. So when it comes down to this fraternity of the NFL or Steelers, I'll never have a problem having access. I just felt like it was necessary to address how we do our show. Just because you want a coach fired or want to say a player suck, my perspective is always going to be different because I've heard that be said about guys I played with or myself too, and knowing those guys weren't trash or they sucked. Or, to see, or needed to be fired. That might just be the game. Amazing
1: output of, of gifts uh, today. More than 100 were contributed. Make sure that you have your accept gifts on uh, to do that. We also had any number of other contributions uh, along the way. Uh, I, I have to, before we let you go for the day, Moan, there's one yeah. question for you in here that I just really loved, and I actually want to hear your answer as well and no phil my tone has not changed the team's performance changed that's how it goes okay we're not terrible. sitting here closed minded when the situation changes so do stances it's not that complicated we're not radio shock jocks no. trying to make a point that holds up eternally here if you want that you've got options uh but but that's not us um i'm looking here for this this one that was just so good here right here do Gabe says he's coming to Pittsburgh next week, see grandparents. He's going to try to make it down to the shop. Appreciate that, Gabe. We're at 224 Fifth Avenue. Ramon, what was the thing that you saw from Mason in this past
0: game that we haven't seen? I think poise, DK. Yeah. Even on some of his bad plays, he had an overthrow, I think, it's Deontay on the sideline. He missed him. He talked about it it.
1: In that moment, the, moment he, the
0: ball left his hand, he went like, oh. I, I, I think he had poise, and I think he had reality, both of those. Like, yeah, I can make that throw. I've seen like – That's Kenny six or, if he puts it where it needs to go. I've seen Kenny and Mistress drop their heads and not talk to anybody. He was like – he's giving a hand motion like, God, I got to give that there. It was me. He yep. knew it. I think those are the two things that we saw we hadn't seen in a very long time, DK, when they come down to quarterback play. I can say the pocket presence, too. I thought it was fair. I hated him rolling into Dan Moore for the sack. That was one on the day. Well, Najee missed a guy out there, in fairness, to Dan Moore and everybody else. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I think it was that Joe Stiller put maturity, if that's the answer that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether he was playing with house money or whether he felt pressure. I always say to be successful, you need a little bit of both. Hmm. You need to know you're comfortable, but you also need to feel some pressure. Too much pressure can make you cave. Being too comfortable can make you look like you didn't prepare. You need a little bit of both. And I think he had the right amount this weekend. Awesome. Antoine gets the final two words.
1: Peace, family. Peace. We'll see everybody tomorrow.